This is Harry Hog Football, the original Redskins fans podcast. On today's show, we talk about the debacle of a game between the Washington Redskins and the 2-8 and eight Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Cut! What a low time it is for Redskins fans. This is much, much more. Live with Aaron, Josh, and John. What was that? <laughs> I have no idea, but yo, 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 yo. <laughs> Heroes and Titans. <laughs> what are you watching, dude? 300 over there because of their outfits? All I know is I was pulling up the, <laughs> was pulling up the box score, and suddenly some video started playing. <laughs> That's some what video it popped up, and it was like, Leonidas! Heroes and Titans. <laughs> Excellent! Leather! Welcome to Harry Hog Football, episode number 377. The 300. They challenge us. They take us to worlds full of heroes and titans. Dude. <laughs> the 300 and Trey Johnson memorial episode. <laughs> Dude. Memorial. We have been challenged. Uh, yeah. There were, there were no heroes or titans this week. It might as well have been a memorial for the season. Dude, I only have one God. thing to say about this. Play some damn football. You sucked on the field today. <laughs> How was that? How was that? Play How some that damn football. You su- play some damn football. Play some. Da- play some damn football. You sucked. Damn. Play some damn football. You damn sucked right. on the field today. What right. was cut with this game? What? What is up with this organization? Roll call, Niles Paul. I don't know what I don't know what's going on. Logan Paulson. Right. right. Very first play of the game. Very first play of the game. Niles Paul is like it's like he was catching a baby in his arms and he just scooped it right to the next person. He was like, Here you go, dude. <laughs> oh, dude, it was like hot potato. It was like hot potato. That's exactly right. It was like he was playing hot potato. He's like, Oh, I don't want this here. Dude, you wearing the pewter and puce. <laughs> Dude, seriously. Cut! Holy cut. Play some damn football. You sucked on the field today. Oh, my gosh. I just, this is going to be a short podcast. I think we're just all so much. You are a loser, sir. And the fact, and the fact that we were all there uh, to witness it live. As was Will in Maryland, and I know a lot of other folks out there. Not you that know, many. From, it was from, pretty yeah, empty. Yeah, wasn't that many. I would say uh, the announced audience of 77,000 was maybe half that at its peak. Were they including, there, like, there all the people 7, that worked there? there. And I think they were including the television audience. Oh, maybe yeah, that's what it was. Because you know, including all the cheerleaders. Oh my God! They were including all the servicemen that they brought in to like um, <laughs> honor that day. All the cheerleaders. Hello, boys. We missed you. Oh my gosh! Oh, I don't even know where to begin with this. I, game. I know where to begin. The first um, play of the game, Niles Paul. Oh wait, I know where to begin. We do need to thank our longtime benevolent sponsor, Desmond Seeley. It's Desmond Seeley two on Twitter because Desmond Seeley one was already taken. Or hacked. You know what I'm saying? If he's still listening. I bet he is. He's a diehard fan. Dude. But, uh, boy. Boy. <clears throat> that This whole season just died hard on that Sunday afternoon. That was the worst piece of absolute dumpster fire garbage I've ever seen. Ever. It was horrible, man. And how fitting was it that, like, right near the last play of the game, it started to rain, and it pretty much rained that entire night and the entire next day in Washington? <laughs> because they had to wash that crap. They had to, like, wash the garbage down, like, like in the streets of uh, the sewers of Paris. They, like, flood the, the, uh, 
the streets and the sewers, and they just have all this water running downhill from uh, from the top of the uh, the top of the city on down. It washes all the garbage in the city all the way down into the sewers, all the way down into the river. Play some and, damn uh, football. You sucked on the field today. Apparently, that's what they needed to do at FedEx Field. We needed uh, we needed Mother Nature to just uh, wash all that garbage, all that filth, all that trash, all that chaotic funk, all that chaotic funk. Out of the stadium, I don't know. I don't know to that that comfort inn we stayed at that one time back in the day in Maryland that had the hookers in the hotel in the lobby. <laughs> what year was that? Like nineteen ninety nine, two thousand, something the like hook, that. The hooker mat? Were you like? There were three. It wasn't just one. There were multiple hookers in the lobby. Interesting, dude. The offensive line was horrible. Well, there was we had three, re- dude. We had three receivers get false start penalties. There's no excuse for that. Yeah, there were at least. I think there were what four total false start penalties in this game. One of them was on Garcon. One was on Logan Paulson, and one was on. I think Paulson had two. Or was that one on Jordan Reed? I don't. Know. I don't know. All I know is that we got all these like skill set players, and that's great and whatnot. But RG3 cannot throw the ball. And I'm, I'm not saying RG3 was, like, good or anything, but because he sucked. But he had he a, lot, a, lot, a, lot, a lot, lot, lot of problems. He can't throw the ball laying on his back with a 300-pound man on top of him. Yeah, but some of that, dude. Some of that and I can tell ball. even more in this game than when I watch on TV. There were times where there was dudes wide open. And yep. he just wasn't seeing He just didn't see him, dude. He, it's like he wasn't he, – he'd get fixed on, on one guy. Or if his first guy wasn't there, he'd just like freak out and hold the ball until he got sacked. Instead he was of holding running. the ball forever. He needed to get rid of that ball. And he was taking a sack instead of getting rid of the ball. Like my his drop backs look, his drop backs didn't look good. Dude, I've never played quarterback. All right. But I've watched at least a million football games and I have an internal clock in my head that knows how long you have from the time you hike it until you better get rid of it. You, everyone does. You're just like, throw it. Or scramble. <laughs> Do something. That was supposed to be like the big thing, dude. Freaking scramble. Oh, Move. It's it's almost like we're we're beyond the whole arguing or yeah, uh, talking about the whole yeah. They suck. Brian Mitchell. What do you have to say again? Play some damn football. You sucked on the field today. <laughs> he was Thank mad. He night. basically said he was embarrassed as a former player for that crap. I'm embarrassed that I have a Redskins sticker on the back of my car after that crap. I'm embarrassed that I have, like, a 15-year-old license plate frame on the back of my car after that crap. <laughs> it was garbage. It was absolute freaking garbage. It was the worst game I've ever seen live. And I didn't even see the whole thing. I had to leave. I had to get up and join the Burgundy and Gold River Flowing out of the stadium back to the Morgan Station. Get back on the Metro. Get the hell out of Maryland. That, if I had been at home watching this game, I might have been like that guy on the Washington Post that went out back after the game, threw all his Redskins crap into his fire pit, and burned it. Except for his Art Monk jersey. I don't even know what else to say. I'm getting mad just uh, thinking about it all again. Pretty much everyone leaving the stadium, I wouldn't say they were mad. They were more just like silent. I I was mad. I I, I felt dejected later on, but I was so mad I had to leave. I felt like my head was going to explode. I think everybody just looked kind of numb. Same old crap, different year. Welcome to the Dan Snyder era. Here we are. Error. Here we go again, over and over and over again. This all and started now, when he like raised the money to steal the team from Jack Kent Cooks Jr. Well, that was Jack Kent Cooks' fault because he's the one that put it in the damn will that the team had to be put up for sale instead of just giving it to his kid. I don't know why the hell he did it. Maybe he thought his son was a dumbass. I don't know. <laughs> I'm serious. It was in his freaking will. He it was like the team must be put up for sale. And his son tried to, like, start a group 
and raise the capital to buy the team, and he did, they couldn't raise a high enough bid over that that dude that lost the bid and that in which Dan Snyder was a minority partner. And when that first guy kind of got vetted out because he was a real super dodgy person, Dan Snyder was like, "Oh well, I'll I'll put in a bid as a majority owner," and here we are. And here we are. Cut, dude. It everything was going wrong. I mean, the penalties were horrible. There was that one drive in the second quarter. It was basically uh, beginning of the second quarter. We're like a minute and a half in, and. Uh, First off, uh, um, we um, sucked. Th- there were like, yeah, we sucked. I don't even there remember. Like, there, were like <laughs> there were like four penalties in a row. First, it, it was like the Tom Compton show with penalties there for a while. Like that whole thing. It was, uh, he had that illegal block, and then it was like first and 10. Then it was like first and 18. Um, and there was a penalty. Uh, the face mask penalty, which made it first and six for us on the Tampa Bay six. And then penalty. First and goal on the Tampa Bay six. Yeah, our special I, teams I got us the ball goal. at the six-yard line. First and goal on the damn six-yard line. Continue. I just wanted to really highlight that. Penalty. On the and six. Another, another Tom Compton penalty for a legal formation, five yards. Straight out of Compton. I'm going to give you five penalties. Dude, on that series, we got the ball on the six, thanks to them <clears throat> messing up the kick, you know, then, fumbling the kick. And who was that? Who was that? That was Darrell Young. Was that Darrell it Young? It was Darrell that Young. That? Yeah, Dude. That, that got in there. Yes, Darrell Young. What did we That's end at? Tampa Bay 17. Uh, but, but then, but so listen, so we're, it was like first and 10. Then we had the, the penalty on Compton. Then it's uh, first and 18. We got some back, so it's first and six at the six. Compton again with the legal formation penalty. Then it's first and eleven, and uh, uh, Morris um, basically runs the ball for one yard. Finally, a play where there's no penalty there. Oh, but wait! Now it's second down and ten. Guess what? Griffin is sacked for a loss sacked. of ten. Right, in, fr- of right 10 in front yards. of us. Buddy. Sacked. So here it is, third and twenty on the twenty. Guess what? Sacked again. What happened to the O line there? Where I mean, what was going on with this? Part of it obviously was on Griffin. He was holding onto the ball way too long. Sacked again for another loss of nine yards. So now it's third and twenty at the twenty. After it being first and six at the six. And then what happened on third and twenty? Third and twenty, Griffin was sacked for a loss of nine yards. So now it's fourth and twenty-nine. On the Tampa Bay 29-yard line. Those 23 And yards then what line. happened on 4th and 29? <laughs> and we decided to kick a field goal. And guess what? Kai Forbath, no good. Wide right. <laughs> to me, that, that drive summed up the entire game for the Redskins. Yeah, that pretty much did. That's pretty much how the whole game went. <laughs> Actually, the special teams was the only part that didn't S the bed this time. They didn't Except make their Kyle field goals. Field oh, goals. yeah. I'm in on our coverages. Yeah. Yeah, except yeah. for him. Like, the, the coverage team didn't mess it up. The actual kicker did this time. It's always something. Or a whole lot of somethings. Because the coverage team did all right. The return man did okay. And the kicker messed up twice and and, you know i mean mean, every single person in the stadium and the 17 people watching on tv all of us had the same thought also when trent williams went down grabbing his damn leg game over season over yeah it's it's certainly uh trent williams going down like that changes the dynamic of the of the o-line and the and the game for sure as in we had no dynamic at that point well but but where there, where we were kind of holding like a like a leaky flood wall, suddenly you know that wall was cracked and the and the waters were coming in. I mean, Trent Williams seems to you know be able to stand up there and and hold things together somewhat, so we can at least try to make something with some of these plays. Something, you know, yeah. We can't say that about the rest of our offensive line. They suck. It's because we neglect the line for so many years. Over 
and over and over again. It seems like for 15 years we've been being like, get a lineman, get a defensive back, get a lineman. And, and yes, RG3 had some bad dropbacks. And yes, he, he oh, made yeah, some, poor, some poor decisions. He, he had some bad throws. He, but, um, and a lot of those were on him. He didn't, he didn't make his reads. But at the same time, I also say at the same time, if you put a crappy line like that in front of somebody, it doesn't matter who you put back there. Well, dudes, like Peyton, I said, he, Peyton Manning can't wouldn't throw, be throwing touchdowns. Tom Peyton Brady Manning can't throw completions laying on his back with a 300-pound man on top of him. That's exactly not, right. He can't throw completions. You can't do it. I mean, there was the one sack where literally the dude like threw RG3 like five yards. Do you remember that? He like tossed him up and over another guy. Dude, they had like six sacks against us. Six sacks. Yeah. It was the not Bay refreshing. Buc- the one and eight. Sacks. The one and eight Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Dude, they had one guy on their team. One guy, a rookie, had 209 mm-hmm. yards receiving and two touchdowns. This mm-hmm. is basically the the tit for tat, the other side of the game that we saw with Tampa Bay back in the preseason. I mean, I know it was preseason, but this was the exact opposite of what we saw. I mean... In the preseason, I think what was our score? Twenty-four to seven or something. Twenty-seven to seven. I don't remember what it was. Dude, it was what, something very, very similar. Why did we have a linebacker covering that Mike Evans dude on one of his touchdowns? Dude, there is no reason ever, dude. ever that Perry Riley should be running with the wide receiver down the field like that. According to the Washington Post, Perry Riley was supposed to stunt or uh, not stunt, but uh, uh, come in. Yeah, he was supposed to come in on a uh, delayed blitz on that. Play. Well, then and who was supposed to cover? Nobody. That? It was supposed to be Keenan Robinson, and the two of them got their signals crossed, and both of them just kind of hung out and didn't blitz or cover anybody. So they didn't do anything. They just stood there. <laughs> Pretty Other much. Chase a guy down the field when he's wide open. Yeah, according to the Washington Post, that was just a blown assignment, and that's why that's why that was so ridiculous. And the other one was Ryan Clark not giving coverage again. Dude. But at least he called himself out about it after the game. Ryan Clark. I don't care about calling yourself out. You're you're a professional football player. You get paid millions of dollars or hundreds of thousands of dollars at least to get out there every week and make your assignments. Brian Mitchell. And it's, and it's not like one guy is screwing up. Like Play some damn football. It's, you're sucked on the field today. It's happening every week. Yep. Yep. Play some damn football. You're sucked on the field today. It's my favorite quote of the year. That's the quote of the year right there. I mean, oh, at least at least we have a coach that doesn't try to sugarcoat and actually tells you speaks his mind. That that's been the only semi refreshing thing uh, in all of this bitterness. Yeah, I don't, and he you know called what? him out hardcore. And he called he called three out hardcore uh, after the game. He pretty much uh, said he needs to uh, stop worrying about other people and start worrying about himself. And and personally, I don't think RG three was like critiquing his teammates. No, but I think I think Barf was just sick of him even even worrying about what anyone else is doing on the field. I think he was him saying you need to focus on yourself. And I think it was also a little and bit here's of a power why. Play. And here's why. And then he drew out like all these. Things. I'm going to read the quote. He said, quote, Robert had some fundamental flaws. His footwork was below average. He took three-step drops when he should have taken five. He took a one-step drop when he should have taken three on a couple occasions, and that can't happen. He stepped up when he didn't have to step up and stepped into pressure. He read the wrong side of the field a couple times. So pretty much Gruden is, is, I think it's a bit of a power play. He's pretty much laying it out there being like, you guys need to – get back to fundamental football and get your act together because I don't know what else to do for you. I keep, and I, you know, either he's going to be, this is going to be the moment when the fortunes of the team turn and Barf has turned the team around and suddenly they start playing like men instead of a bunch of idiotic children out there running around with like poop in their pants or at the end of the season, <laughs> the Danny is going to fire Gruden because Gruden was a man enough to say, I really basically to say, I really don't like the way that Robert Griffin III is playing because his fundamentals, as far as an NFL quarterback, are all effed up. 
<clears throat> and you know he's sitting there going, damn it, I really want to put Colt McCoy in. I really want to put Colt McCoy in. Well, okay, so a couple, a couple of things here. The and, and I hear what you're saying, John, and I, and I agree with you. And I and I, and I heard that Gruden um, post game, whatever that press conference was, or maybe it was yesterday's when he said that. Yeah. But but um, first off, if you listen to RG 3s press conference in full, yeah, he does. He, you could tell he was obviously super frustrated. I've never heard him be that frustrated on a press conference or a post-game press conference. He usually yeah. keeps his cool. He was yeah. quite uh, vocal. And he wasn't calling he, people out. He, was he wasn't. So that's the out. thing. A lot of the media took it out of context and yeah. basically took these snippets, and it was like he was calling people out or calling his teammates out. He put a lot. He said, he said you know, a lot of it was on him. He talked about how he, he was far from perfect. And, you know, that he had a lot of work to do and blah, blah, blah. I mean, you know, all of that. And, and then he also said, you know, none of us were perfect. You know, everybody has work to do. Yeah, and, it was interesting how the name of the article was that RG3 threw his teammates under the bus because I didn't see that. when I, I didn't get that at all from him. I, I don't think so, most people got that at all. Yeah. So honestly, the, the other thing about this, the thing about, you know, um, the fundamentals of, of being a quarterback, I think. When the Danny and the Shannies decided to uh, to bring RG three in, that they knew what kind of a quarterback he was, and consistently over the past three years, people have been trying to make him into a different kind of quarterback than he is. And I just wonder. If they just said, screw this, let's not try to keep RG3's health perfect. Let's not worry about that. Let's let him win games. Let's let him go out there and do what he can do, what he knows how to do. Let him let him run the ball. Let him run the ball until his ankles fall off. You know, and then at that point in time, at some point that will happen. There he will get injured. And then you know, the Colt McCoy or the Kirk Cousins or whoever's next can come in and play the game that they know how to play, which may be more like a traditional quarterback that has these quote-unquote fundamentals um, that are required. Because RG3, we know he's super athletic, and he plays not conventional quarterback. And, and they're trying to shoehorn him into a position and make him play a way that He's not used to playing. I say let him get up there and let him do what he knows how to do best. Just let him do it. Any thoughts there? <sighs> yeah, yeah we you, need an offensive line. <laughs> yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head there. Let him be RG3. But he needs RG3. an offensive line. Yeah, the problem is we haven't had, like, a consistent good offensive line in years and years and years. All goes back to the Danny. I know. I mean, there's a lot of things that are wrong. And they let RG3 run it in this game. Except sometimes he wouldn't damn run it. He ran it a few times. He got a couple first downs. On a design play, has he been told so many times, no, you need to just sit and you need to just wait, you know. Well, he's no longer trying to make that second turn he's trying to get as close as he can to the first down and get out of bounds he's no longer turning up the field and trying to right you know be a running back he's not doing yeah. that is that anymore. because he's like he did that against to? the vikings his rookie year he turned up the field and ran for 80 some yards yeah is it because he's been told not to or is it because he's been hurt twice now and he's really thinking about maybe i need to be smarter i think it's because yeah. everyone in the media and everywhere else was like dudes you guys I mean, you know, he needs to learn to slide. He needs to learn to get out of bounds. And then he does that. People are like, well, he needs to be getting more yardage. I still believe that RG3 is a super talented guy and has the ability to lead this team to some uh, some some victories. And um, I just think they just got to stop trying to make him be somebody that he's not and let him and let him do his thing. And that's, uh, this was the game where I started questioning it when I saw how he kept holding the ball so long. Like, he doesn't know what he's doing anymore. He didn't do that that much his rookie year. 
I don't understand why he's doing it so much now unless he's all shell-shocked or something. I don't know. His rookie year, dudes, he threw five interceptions and like 20, what was it, 20-some touchdowns. So he wasn't indecisive then. Now, that first interception that was right in front of us, I couldn't tell if it was his fault from our angle. angle, It looked like Niles Paul caught it and then threw it to the other team. I I don't think that was on him, dude. I think that was a hot potato on Niles Paul. I don't know what that was. But that other interception that was also right in front of us, it seemed like every single bad thing that happened was right in front of us. Am I wrong? That's because we were like on the 50-yard line. We never got... That ball did get tipped out there in the uh, out out in the field. The second one, yeah, yeah. So so maybe none of them were really his. But he was under throwing dudes on like even like short swing passes, which is what it seemed like they always did. He was under throwing the short ones, and then he was way overthrowing Deshaun Jackson, which we thought was impossible. Twice. Twice. Yeah, and Deshaun Jackson, he had something a uh, little bit of negative to say as well on Instagram or Twitter. I don't remember what it was, though. It was kind of like – it was something to the effect of you can't have greatness with average players or something like that. Something but like that. not worded in that – it worded differently. Um, yeah. how do you, it says also, something like how do you expect – was it like greatness with basic players or something? Something like that. Epic, something epic with basic players. Josh, what are you doing? <laughs> I'm trying to figure this thing out. I don't understand why this thing keeps doing this. Josh. Seriously. Sorry, dude. Play some was, damn football. You're sucked on the field today. I was day. trying to read what Rich Taylor had to say, but everybody's got to have a freaking video ad on their website now. Harry Hogs football Comcast. does not. Harehog Football does not. And if you want to check us out, we're at HarryHogFootball.com. You can also check us out on Twitter at HarryHog. And we do not, unlike Comcast, Sportsnet, we do not have automatic playing videos every freaking <laughs> time you go on crazy. the website. Uh-huh. Or make you wait 30 seconds uh. through an entire commercial without even the little skip ad button. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. Dudes, why don't we go into injury reports, games and kicks and all that, and let's let's call this one a night because B Mitch sums it up and I just you know, I think we can just sit here and cry in our beer all night long. I don't I don't know what else to do. Well, I'd like to throw out one more thing there, uh, before we get beyond that, since this is the three hundred and Trey Johnson episode. Yeah, what's his quote, dude? His quote on the uh on the game. I'm gonna have to go find that now. It was a. Uh, and uh, those of you who uh, remember Trey Johnson, the offensive lineman who used to play for the Washington Redskins uh, on a couple of occasions, um, the guy who had the great quote, when it's time to eat, I'm not a patient man. Um, what did he say that And he day? said, man, we suck. We suck. Yeah, which is probably, I don't know. I, I'll call that his best quote. But his second best quote was one that he uh, – did on a uh, on a phone interview with the Washington Post, and he said, "quote To keep perpetuating the same thing over and over is the technical definition of insanity." That's what he just said about this game, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Basically, he was agreeing with Brian Mitchell that uh, Jay Gruden, even though like all of us agreed that three wasn't like trying to call out his his teammates or anything like that. I think we also all agree, along with B. Mitch and Trey Johnson, that Gruden needs to do exactly what he did and basically call out, basically call out everybody in the press because nothing else is working. Call everyone out, tell them what their flaws are, especially with three, where he was like going into minute detail and be like, "Don't worry about everyone else. Worry about yourself. Fix your own stuff, and then you can start worry about other people." But right now, what does B. Mitch have to say about it? Oh, is that a cue for me? That's yeah. you, man. Play some damn football. You sucked on the field today. There you go. Yeah. So. <sighs> All right. Well, let's go into the, uh, what do we got? Injury report? Yeah. Because I want to find out what's up with uh, uh, my dog, mm. Trent Williams. So. Uh, All right. Let's do it. Cause I haven't got time for the pain. Into your and a, Josh Allen. I and haven't a got game it was in too many ways. Uh, obviously, the big injury of the day, as Aaron mentioned, Trent Williams. Uh, basically, he's day to day. He's got this sprained MCL. That's it. 
Thank goodness it is not torn. Oh, sprained MCL was... in his, in his uh, um, right knee, and he also sprained his right ankle in that same that same time. So uh, um, he did have uh, an MRI on his knee, and uh, they're they're saying that he did not get an X-ray on the ankle. Um, so uh, in the meantime, uh, you know Morgan Moses came in for him. We all saw how that went. I didn't out. see anything. <laughs> I would, didn't really see anything from Morgan Moses that was uh, that egregious as Columbus. But then again, we were kind of sitting there stunned at the field. I didn't watch the game on rewatch I, it on television yet. And and there were certain times when we just missed things because we kept turning around up to our right and looking at the uh, the radio booth. They were right behind. <laughs> yeah, just and like joking, just Larry. over our right shoulders. We were joking, so, Larry. We were joking, Larry, and but. That aside, yeah. I think the first person to sit back with his arms crossed, or the first person to really look agitated was Cooley. And then Larry just sat there and looked like he was just kind of, I don't know, he just looked slow. And then yeah. uh, and then uh, Sonny, even Sonny looked like he started getting agitated, but not like, not like Chris Cooley where he kept going forward and back and forward, leaning forward and leaning back. Sonny just kind of, just kind of leaned back and was sitting there like, holy crap. Sonny well, did, that's because uh, Sonny just really Sonny did give us a wave, though. I waved up. I was like, Sonny! And he waved. Sonny probably realized mad. that, you know, he's now going to die without ever seeing the Redskins win another Super Bowl. Hey, you Dude, know. that's that's horrible. <laughs> I'm sorry, but... <laughs> Don't say I'm kind of thinking the like... same thing, and I'm a lot younger than him. Yeah, right? <laughs> oh, man. And then there's um, people like my p- business partner, Brandon, who weren't even alive the last time they won the Super Bowl. My business partner, Brandon, who wasn't even alive. He is he is younger than, yeah, the 1991 season Super Bowl. I saw some quote. God. I think it was the Post or something when they were interviewing fans coming out of the stadium, and there was some girl that said something mm. like she was tired of – the Redskins sucking, watching the Redskins suck for the last 22 years. For the years last of her 22 life, years. Of her life. And then it said, by the way, she was 22 years old. <laughs> you God, know what we, really hurt me on that list, though, real quick? And that same article, there was someone else that they interviewed. I think it was Steinberg that was interviewing the people. And one guy was like, my 10-year-old son asked me if he can root for another team. What do I tell him? <laughs> and I was like, oh, <laughs> What do I tell him? Um, Uh, I don't know, but you realize we have rookies on the team that weren't alive when we won the Super Bowl. So basically their entire lives, the Redskins have sucked. Yep. And now they play for the Redskins. How do you think they feel? Probably like the same way people that play for the Browns and the Bron and the uh, not Broncos, the Browns. You know what? I mean, I got to say it doesn't matter how they feel. Brian Mitchell. Doesn't matter how they feel; they're getting paid, dudes. Though, but I gotta say this: play I mean, some damn football. You sucked on the field today. Thank you. When, when I think Hell of yeah. teams, step up. When I think of sucky teams, I think of Browns and Raiders. You know, and Red I know, and I know the Raiders at once they were great and blah blah blah. But you know, I think of these teams and, and Jacksonville. I think of these kind of teams, <laughs> and, and I have this. Oh, yeah. I have this feeling that. There's a majority of people out there that lump the Redskins in with those teams. Dude, we almost the Browns. Dude, everyone the Browns. does. Everyone does. We're the Browns. We're the Lions. Everyone We're the lumps them in. Jaguars. Everyone except for us lumps them in because we remember those days when they weren't sucky, but they are. But I hold them to a much higher place. I, I don't. I don't think of them. So do Browns fans. Yeah. Yeah. Their team sucked so bad they didn't have one for two years because they left town. And they got a new one, named it the same thing, and it still sucked. And it still sucks (laughs) like Brown. They They got a completely new one. They started from scratch. Dude, they're going to have to change the name. I fear it. They started from scratch. (laughs) It's racist. (laughs) Well, you know what I was thinking the other day after seeing this debacle? I was thinking that I want them to change the name of the team to something else because this team doesn't resemble the team that I grew up and loved. I'd yeah, rather this is not the Washington the Redskins. Redskins. It's disrespectful the, to the real Redskins team. I'd rather remember that real Redskins team being the winning Redskins, and they are no more. And now we we root for the Warriors or whatever their name is. 
That's why I had to get up and leave. I, I could not take it anymore. It was like this flood of emotion in my head in the fourth quarter. I was like, I'm going to. I'm going to, like, rip a stadium seat out or something, which, of course, would not happen because I'm a twig. But I would certainly try. I don't know. You I, had that triple fat goose jacket on. I, I, and I had multiple people walk by me and be like, oh, man, you're skinny. <laughs> After walking by me, seeing me from the back and thinking, I, look, you know, I was looking all Hans and Franz. Oh, dude. You, looked you looked exactly like, like Hans and Franz. Franz. You looked exactly like Hans and Franz from that. You'll take us later. I know, it was like the small heads you know, out of the top of that big thing. I know, right? You look a um, little more like Franz. But... Dude, let's continue on with the, the injury report. So in addition to Trent Williams, um, basically, uh, you know, Chris Baker, he has what has been called a chest bruise. Um, <laughs> because the technical someone gave name for that twister. makes everyone go, what? Dude, someone, the, the, I saw what happened. The, the someone official, gave him a TT. No, the they official did not. word on that yes. is it is a sternoclavicular joint sprain. Or otherwise known as a TT. Titty twister. T- titty twister. They did not. Someone gave they him a titty twister. I that. saw it, dude. They did not. Someone we grabbed on. They were trying to hold him, and they grabbed his Someone titty, gave him a and, <laughs> and he flipped around. And they twisted it. And he was like, oh, and he man. was like, oh, man. And he does, he's not a little <laughs> man up there. It's bruised. Dude, that's like turning a doorknob. <laughs> it's like t- turning a giant doorknob for him. <laughs> um, it's like a little in, kid's in addition, hand on a normal sized doorknob. In addition, to talking Chris like Baker, a two year old, two year old hand on a doorknob. In addition to Chris Baker and his bruised nipple, we also have. Um, uh, he's got a we, BN bruised nipple from what's the TT. <laughs> so Chris report. Baker has Baker, a titty twister. Nose tackle. Trent Nipple. Titty twister. <laughs> Nipple. Nipple questionable. <laughs> Nipple contusion. It's a nipple contusion. They would say yes, a nipple. Chris co- Baker is out. He's questionable to return with a nipple. Contusion. Back to you <laughs> in the booth. Yeah, how they never say what, like a knee sprain or a knee, you know, with a knee. He's out. He's questionable with a nipple. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Back to you guys in the booth. (laughs) Speaking speaking of nipple, I mean knees, Trent Murphy has a partial PCL tear in his knee. Oh, Uh, no, that's not good. Uh, although Apparently Gruden that's the one ligament. Say, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Gruden did say that he should be able to go. That's the one that you don't need, right? Deal with being a little bit sore. The so, PCL is yeah. like the one where it's like, oh, you don't really need that one. That's the ligament you don't really need, apparently. That's what, what has ha- we've heard about in the past with guys. It's like you tore your PCL. So, oh, well. Gruden's don't response be a- basically just rub some dirt on it, dude. You're tough. You should be able to play if you can just deal with it being hurting you a little bit. That's Brian what he's- Mitchell! That's what Gruden said about it? Yes. Rub some dirt on it? <laughs> he didn't say it that way, but he said pretty much what Brian Mitchell was saying. He was like, play some football. You guys sucked out there today. Um, other than that, we had tight end Jordan Reed. Uh, he's uh, dealing with that hamstring strain, and it's not the same one that he was out for um, where he missed those four games early in the season. It's the other one. Play some damn football. You sucked on the field today. Can we already write Jordan Reed off as a bust? He was a one-year wonder, not a bust. There's Dude, a difference. No, no, I think no. Reed is a talented athlete. I do too, and he's gonna have, be one of those guys where we're always like, in the future, we're gonna be like, remember Jordan Reed? He looked like he was gonna be really good, but he was hurt all the time. Kind of yeah. like RG. Like, who, who was the guy like two years ago, three years ago, running back that? Um, Clinton Portis. Yeah, we eventually released him. No. What are you talking about? The dude from the Chiefs? Dude, I don't remember. That guy that we got for like one year? He had an injury. Knocked him out. He was done. I don't remember. Anyway. It's like every player. It'll come to me. It'll come to me. Everyone of any promise always gets injured and they're out or else they just show up and sign a big contract and don't play. Um, That's all I got. uh, That and there were about uh, 53 egos that were severely injured 
Oh, dude, they were getting booed off the field. It was crazy. It was loud. It should have been. The loudest part of the game was pretty much after everybody left and the rest of the people there booed, and that was louder than just about anything else. Yeah, the boo with just the 3,000 people left in the stadium was louder than anything earlier. Except for that one Bucks fan behind us. She was the loudest person in the stadium. John loved her. You know what I'm saying? She was pretty annoying. I her voice say, was so me. loud. I love you, Buccaneers. Let's go, Tampa. No, she didn't say Buccaneers once. She always Tampa said Bay. Tampa Bay. Let's go, Tampa Bay. That was, I, you know, at the game, we were like, she's not that bad. She was fine. She was just cheering for her team. But I thought about it later. I was like, that was some obnoxious crap right there. Being at the away stadium, being one, one person going, let's go, Tampa Bay. Yeah, kind of like go. I'm going to do in two weeks yeah, dude, when I'm at the Redskins-Colts game and I'm going to be like that girl for the Redskins. You just should be up there going, Redskins! is there was a sea of burgundy and gold and she was louder than everybody. You know why? Because she had something to cheer about. Exactly. You know why? Because we sucked. <laughs> Let's give game balls and kicks, man. All right. Let's get, let's get on with this thing. Yeah, yeah. No break this week because uh, I don't you, think there's a song you, depressing Lee, enough. for being our benevolent sponsor, even though everybody sucked and they need to learn to play some football. And now, the coveted and ever-elusive Game Ball Award. All right. It's time for this week's <laughs> Kicking the Balls Award. Just kidding. All right. The Game Ball uh, Award. I know uh, mine's. You're right on it. I'm not giving a game. I'm giving one. Alfred Morris was a beast. Dude, I thought he had his best game. He did have a good game. I thought he ran well. He was only one playing. Dude, no one. Dude, do I get to finish my comments about Alfred Morris? Can I finish? Can I finish? Can I finish? finish? Alfred Morris was like the only person playing. No one was opening holes for him. He was like carrying dudes on his back and like busting through. He that that the switch. In his head, flipped when they put in Silas Red for that one play, and he he fum- almost fumbled in in that game in the past. And ever since then, he's been good. But he had some quote after the game that pissed me off too. Uh, what did he say? I didn't see that. I, I can't remember what it was, but it was kind of like I did well, kind of thing. I don't remember what it was, but it was one of those. I'm sure it was out of frustration because he how did the do hell well. Can you not be frustrated? Probably because he was seemed like the only one playing hard. Yeah, well, he sucked earlier in the year because he couldn't stop fumbling. Well, he so didn't suck yesterday. He needs to keep his he needs to keep his mouth shut about that crap, just like everyone else does. They need Brian Mitchell. He didn't suck on the field that yesterday. Not yesterday. Well, this is the game we're talking about. Well, I'm talking about the whole. I'm talking about the whole season. I'm talking about the line of the sand, dude. All right, John, give your game ball award. I'm not giving a game ball to a damn person. All right, Josh, give your game ball award. Um, I would not disagree with you about Alpha Morris. I was just going to point this out about him, though. Remember back when we had Clinton Portis and we would always say, when Clinton Portis has a 100-yard game, we win? Yeah. Well, I think it's the same with Alpha Morris. If Alpha Morris has a 100-yard game, we win. He had 96 yards today. It was shy of 100. He, he worked his butt off for those 96 yards. Because you're right, nobody was blocking for him. He was dragging two and three guys down the field for five or six yards at a time. And four uh, yards I, wouldn't have married, uh, married mattered. What's that? Four yards wouldn't have mattered in this I'm game. I'm not saying the four yards would have mattered in this game, but what I'm saying is overall, I think we need to see Alfred Morris getting more touches. But to be able to do that, we need to have people up front that can open up some, some okay. space for him to run. We need five offensive linemen. Well, four. If Silverback can somehow make it back through all these injuries, the dude is playing hurt all year. Man. <clears throat> yeah. All right, Aaron. Well, are you ready? Go. Can't wait. I can't wait. It's time for this week's Kicking the Balls Award. All right.
right, the uh, King of the Balls Award. John Adams, you want to start off? Every person wearing burgundy and gold uniforms on that field. Every single one of them. All 53. Well, all, what, 45 plus the uh, eight inactives. Even the inactives? Yeah, because they weren't good enough to be active in this game. And if they weren't good enough, they must really suck. No, nobody deserves any accolades from this game whatsoever. Not even Tressway. Not even Jim Hazlitt, who we haven't even talked about. Oh, my God. You want to – who – oh, oh, go ahead. I've got to pull up some uh, information that I think it was Thomas Boswell brought up about him. Go ahead. I'll come back to Jim Hazlitt in a minute. All right, Josh, who's your kit going to? Everybody. Jim Hazlitt. I got to give uh, my kick to every single person on the team except for Alfred Everybody. I can't bring myself to give Alfred Morris one because I gave him a game ball. But everyone else, <clears throat> it was pretty everyone bad. Everyone else sucked. It was pretty bad. Even I talked about how the return man had a good game. He even flubbed one and picked it back up, so he can't even get a game ball. Kick. He can get a kick for that. I'm not. I'm just too numb to even think of what I'm saying right now. What else do we have for this podcast, dude? I'm pretty much done with it. I, if I could, you know, it's going to take me too long to bring up this information that Boswell put in the Washington Post. But it was here. Let me sum it up for you, dude. Jim Hazlitt has been mediocre to s h i t e the entire time T-E. he has been s h as in shite. Play some damn football. You sucked on the field today. As a head coach and as a defensive coordinator, the best almost every every single year, except for one that he's been a head coach or coordinator, his team, his defense has been ranked in like the 20s or worse, which means you can't get worse than 32. And one year his team was ranked 16th, which is 500. Dude, when we had that bounty, bounty hunter, dude, we, our defense was good with Greg Williams. Greg Williams was great. I still want to know what happened to him. Remember, he was supposed to take over as the next head coach? Because Dan Snyder couldn't deal with the ego issue. They paid him a $1 million buyout to not be the head coach of the Washington Redskins. That was in his contract after Gibbs left. For him to not be the head coach, they had to pay him a $1 million. But during that time period, remember, our offense couldn't do jack, and And our our defense defense was was stellar. Yeah. Yeah. Now everyone's uh, just horrible. Jim Hazlitt is the is the poster boy for mediocre to shite S-H-I-T-E, defenses. Um, yeah, if if I can find the article that I read about that that just summed it all up, I will put that on my <laughs> website or tweet it. It's just absolutely asinine. He is. I have nothing else to say. Did I we sign or cut going. anyone this week? Nope. Do we have anything else to add? We suck. Um, nope. We go. Uh, we play the 49ers this week in oh. San Francisco. Oh my goodness! And uh, uh, you know, I gotta say that um, yeah, we had a horrible week this past week. But um, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna keep my hopes up. I'm gonna I'm gonna pray that that was a just the most horrible down bottom of the barrel we could ever have, and there's nowhere to go but up. And that things are going to get better this week for the Washington Redskins in San Francisco. The the 49ers are only um, two and two at home this season. So 49ers are having a bad year. They lost they lost uh, to the Chicago Bears and to the Rams. So you know, which we have the Rams on our schedule coming up, by the way, in a couple of weeks. The Rams just um, weren't the Rams beating someone good this week while we were they were, they were. Did they lose? It, you thought they were, and it was somebody else. It was the Rams, and instead it was like the Bengals or something, and you totally were thinking of the wrong team. But um, but I don't know. I don't think it's impossible that we go into San Francisco and can get a win, just considering how the 49ers have been playing. But to do it, we've got to turn things around, and we got to want it. And I don't think it's impossible that we could start trusting the Russians, but we don't, and there's a reason for that. <laughs> you know, I think I'm it's impossible. Is, I'm still going to pull for the Redskins this week. 
Oh, absolutely. Oh, I'll pull for him. Oh, the Rams did beat the Broncos. Rainbow Connection just told me. Oh, that's right. That's right. And uh, thank you, Rainbow Connection. They lost Monty Ball again at running back, and they cut Bell. They lost Ball and cut Bell. Is that right? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they cut Bell end. I don't know. All I know is that Jim Hazlitt's uh, defenses uh, so far are 23rd this year, 30th last year, 22nd, 21st, 21st, 31st, 31st. It's only 32 teams in the league. 28th, 28th, 27th, 14th, woo, 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 26th and 27th. Well, on that How note. How does he keep getting work? Anyway, I will be uh, I will be in Las Vegas for this week's game against the 49ers, and my plan is to drop 20 bucks on a book. Uh, for the rest, willing to give up that money. Apparently, <laughs> right. But, but if we win, I know I will win. That'll buy you like four steak uh, buffets, man. Are you sure about that? Absolutely. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, and then in two weeks, I'm going to be at the Redskins-Colts game in Indianapolis. So I'm looking forward to that one, let me tell you. I will be watching the rest of the games from home from here on into the future because I'm not spending any more money on that crap, on that SHIT. Anyway, on that positive note, um, we'll talk to you guys next week. Um, hail to the Redskins. Here's the nine and seven. <laughs> and if you see a Cowboys fan, guess what? As bad as we are, we still beat them. So, Joker.